0: On the cover, the Midnighters look up in awe at a beam of blue light descending from the stars. Strange armored figures appear to be floating in the beam, their weapons trained on an alien creature in broken chains. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 2, From Beyond the Stars, Issue 1, The Wandering Pilgrim. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. Our comic opens at the Abandoned Shotco. It is um early evening. Um, and a couple of weeks have passed since our last issue. Um so uh who all is um at the base right now or who would all be hanging out just on a we'll call it a, a friday evening i mean uh southpaw there awesome he's hanging out kt uh how is how have you
1: been settling in kt i assume you've been staying at the uh the base kt has been enjoying um uh... Pints and pints and pints of boba tea, as well as following the Ghana Black Stars as they take the World Cup.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, and Moonflower, how has it been having uh extraterrestrial living full-time at your uh superhero headquarters?
2: Fine. I think I think Eden is happy to have someone in her proximity that She's kind of like a cat, you know, sometimes where she'll be in the same room as you and kind of pretend like it's just a coincidence but she likes being in the same room as you. So,
0: just hanging out. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that sounds like that's going pretty well then. Um, and yeah, Southpaw is uh do you hang out at the at the base a lot or
3: um i don't think he's there like a lot a lot but he has taken to like staying there night so he's there like every day but he doesn't always like like just like lounge about which i guess i don't think any of them really do but yeah, yeah. so i guess it's probably about the same as everyone's you know cool
0: awesome awesome so yeah yeah so the shop stays pretty busy then so that's awesome so it's a it's a friday evening the city is very lively it has been, uh, how has the um, investigation been going into uh, Dark Fox and the mutant fish creatures that you fought earlier? Um, has, there, has there been any investigation into that? Are you, what is, has is Moonflower been been doing?
2: I'm sure she's been investigating with Dark Fox in particular. I think she has about reached the point where she is um, getting desperate enough to go ask Strike what he knows. I think she's been avoiding that because mm-hmm. she'd really like to solve it without him,
0: but Right, right.
2: Alas.
0: Cool. You've also been uh meaning to follow up with Allison, but haven't heard from Bitus in a while. He's just been uh pretty busy, reclusive, which isn't like him. This evening, however, um the Vindicators themselves, most of the team is out in Tahiti trying to fight off an invasion from uh, King Crab and his armies from the Southern Seas. And the computer intercepts a, yeah, so one of the uh, the screens on the wall of televisions lights up. Uh, and it is a mess because um, you've got your uh, computer systems hooked up to Belladonna's computer as well. And uh, yeah, so they get an alert from NASA, an object has been a- detected in deep space that is approaching Earth very quickly, and is predicted to make contact in Paragon Island. And they send out a call for a response team to investigate this. Uh...
2: i going to be honest, this sounds like probably a KT thing. Um, I don't... But I am Eden not even... moving
1: towards your planet.
2: <laughs> but Eden <laughs> would like to supervise this.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Actually, it is, uh, it is rather ironic that you mentioned KT. I have an active move. Alien tech. Roll plus freak. On a success. Create a device that works once. Critical success either gives an exceptional result or an additional use. Failure gives... Game Master Fiat on what happens next.
0: Excellent. I like the sound of that. Um, I
1: propose I see if there's an old fish finder here in the shopco.
2: You know, I think there's an aisle that has that.
1: Yeah. I, I bet
0: the sporting goods section definitely has what you were looking for. You know, spice that up with some uh, alien technology.
3: Ooh. Uh, well, just right then, I think Sam's like, Oh yeah. Fish finder. I got that right here. And he like opens up this like cargo box and shoves it towards KT. And it's like full of all sorts of fishing gear. He's already kind (laughs) of sorted out the fishing gear that he wants. And so he's got it. He's got it all set, set out. You know, there's
1: a, a fishing mission. Your box has worms in it.
3: You're darn right. Now. I'll tell you what. If we got a live bait shop set up out of here, we could. This do, I one, mean, we, the this the aquarium one is set up in here. Oh, the worm.
1: It's, it's not doing well. Well, I mean, I, I think it has tuberculosis. <laughs> and uh, I I rolled to a nine total. Right now. Awesome, awesome. Um, so,
0: uh, what does it look like as you are operating on this fish finder? What kind of alien tech are you adding to it? Um, What does it look like? How does it function? And what does this device wind up being able to do?
1: So the fish finder has a mini television uh, CRT screen Mm -hmm. strapped to it for the uh, for the electrical charge. Um, It has uh, it has several rolls of tin foil, not aluminum foil uh, strapped around it and i've uh i've basically reverse engineered it so that it'll it'll find anything that has a lot of cosmic radiation coming off of it not not fish energy
0: right right recalibrated the the cosmic sensors from fish to
2: extraterrestrial yes. right
3: i mean sort of the a, a fish baseline for the cosmic radiation readings you know and mm-hmm. obviously fish fishes you know, fish cosmic. size
1: or larger. Yeah, there's there is a possibility that fish may give me a false positive, but I think we'll be able to tri- triangulate where uh, where this thing is if it's living. Awesome.
3: PT, now you're starting to understand how fishing tails are supposed to work. You're talking about the the cosmic fish. That is it. Now that is what we should be looking for.
1: Anyway, I don't know if you want to find them.
3: Ah. Oh. Oh. Okay. I see. Uh, I don't think
2: Eden's had any idea what's going on for the last 20 minutes.
0: So, yeah, Eden, you uh, arrived to check in on this red alert that popped up um, and find, yeah, KT and Southpaw bent over with just uh, pieces and of devices strewn everywhere. Um, uh, tools and uh, screwdrivers, soldering kits, And this contraption. And uh, they both look very proud.
2: That's what concerns me. (laughs) Um, That said, I don't have a better idea. I don't know if this thing is going to work or not. I don't speak fish.
0: Excellent. So you are going to, what are you, so you are getting the team. I think I just say,
2: well, I'm driving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So we smash cut to the Midnighters in the van, roaring across Founders Bridge to uh, Paragon Island. The uh, construction on uh, kind of the damage in the center of the bridge has been mostly repaired at this point. They finally opened up both lanes of traffic again. They were going to finally have enough money in the budget for this year to repaint the Founders Bridge. It's like a really ugly kind of like burnt sienna orange And the cable, the suspension cables are like a, like a sea greenish blue. And no one knows who originally chose those colors or how they got approved, but there's never, ever been enough money in the budget to have it repainted. And it looks like this year, money's going to have to go towards repairing the bridge. And yeah, you can see a trail of smoke rising out of the center of Lincoln Park, which is the large couple block. Of park in the center of uh, Paragon Island. Dense forest. Basically, it's 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 Central Park. Let's be honest.
3: KT, we got any nibbles yet on this thing?
1: Let me uh, let me take a look and ask the uh, ask the. So on the
0: CRTV, there's um whirs and hums and uh, beeps and. Uh, you do see that there appears to be a a very large bath, um probably uh like sixty to eighty feet uh deep in your uh oh wait, like within uh like sixty seventy five feet um prowling somewhere in uh not moving a lot uh but somewhere just ahead of you in these trees sam
1: there is a fish in the trees
3: kid walden you see it
1: so yeah katie
0: uh you have detected that there is a very large uh source of cosmic radiation um it is uh like larger than like a record-breaking largemouth bass
1: amounts worth of cosmic radiation Sam, Um, it is at least 13 inches large.
3: Dang, the decibels in the the river this fish would sing would, you know, like probably eardrum shattering.
0: I thought that singing fish was fake. And uh, as you are discussing uh, the potential size of the fish and whether or not it would sing, there is a beam of blue light that splits the heavens and hits the center of the park and then another and then another. And, uh, they are, um, yeah, just these like tubes of white blue light beaming down from space. And they're just like a flash and there's a bright, uh, light and a plume of smoke. And you hear the sound like an angry sort of like bestial roar and uh, the sounds of blaster fire and combat directly ahead of you. Ooh. And KT, you definitely recognize uh, the um, beams as uh, transportation beams to travel, you know, to and from a starship in orbit.
3: <clears throat> to say this, we're a bigger boat. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat.
1: Those are not fish, though.
3: Those are, those yeah, are landing but, tubes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it is it, a, a literary illusion. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, we can t- no, we'll they're, talk they're, more about that.
1: It is not an illusion. They're right there. Uh, you know, a, a Well, yeah, no,
3: true. All right, never mind. Now's probably not the time. Moonflower, what should we do?
0: That is a great question. What has Moonflower been up to? Uh,
2: well, she's been driving. I don't think any of the words that have been coming out of. South Pond, KT's mouth, most of this drive had meant anything to her. <laughs> I just get the feeling she doesn't know a lot about fish.
1: That's fair. <laughs>
0: Completely fair. Um, about as lost as KT. I
2: think she might know less about fish than KT. So I, th- I think she's just kind of been focused on driving, keeping her self-alert. Um, because
0: cool. That's what she
2: does. To to um Sam's question, Eden's gonna say. We're going to go check it out, and maybe this time we can assess the situation before we jump into it. Awesome.
0: Totally. That's fair. That's completely fair. Okay, so you uh, creep through the trees into a clearing, um, and on top of the statue of a... What is... uh Whose, whose statue is it in the middle of Lincoln Park? Um, Walter
1: Hanegraaff. Walter
0: uh, Walter Hanegraaff one of the the great founders of of New Olympus um and uh hold on on
3: the inscription does it say you know on the little plaque does it say Mm -hmm. I tried so hard and I got so far but in the end it doesn't really matter
0: exactly exactly there's just like yeah you have to like get a magnifying glass on the page but it is there (laughs) um the uh the, uh, the penciler actually snuck that one past the editor, um, but it did make it to print. Um, I'm glad, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and climbing on top of this uh, statue of Wotner handigraph is this alien predatorial creature. It's got four limbs and it's crouched like a panther ready to strike. Its four limbs have like two sets of elbow joints um, and end in massive claws. Its face has uh, has four jaws that open up like the Demogorgon's mouth from Stranger Things. And uh, it's got like this massive sort of like Triceratops frill um, that is like flashing bright colors in a threat display. And uh, it's got like these long tendrils coming off of its back and it is roaring and it's got uh it's got like wearing like some sort of like tattered like jumpsuit and then it has these manacles on its limbs and it is fighting a group of these five uh robots um uh and I'd like each of you to um describe a detail about these robots that is makes them definitely either like definitely alien and definitely very intimidating and built for combat. So yeah, I'd like each of you to give me one detail that, uh, you know, really drives that home.
1: They each wield a phase plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So they have giant uh, fully automatic phase plasma rifles in the Um, 40 watt range. What? What? What color bursts of plasma do 40 watts produce? Purple? Nice. Um awesome.
3: I think that they have like this weird shimmery blue electric outer coating going over them at all times. Mm-hmm. And it also serves to like if you look at them too closely, you like start to Hear like a it's like a i don't know it starts to be distressing in some way i'm not sure like maybe it like hurts your eyes to look at it too closely but it also might be some kind of armor
0: like yeah like a visual spectrum armor almost awesome
2: they're emitting this kind of high-pitched noise excellent like it's not particularly dangerous but it might kind of give you a headache
0: um yeah, and so there are five of these hulking black security robots, and uh, they are shouting in uh, orders at this thing, and the creature is screaming back at them. People are um running. There have been screams. Trees are starting to catch fire.
1: Uh, shit is going down. What do you do? Shall we? help the prisoner, or shall we help the guards?
3: Wait, is that what's going on here?
1: The distinguished gentleman standing on top of the statue of the distinguished gentleman is in the middle of a prison break. And Katie,
0: you actually recognize, um, or can understand what they're speaking, because they're uh, shouting in inter-galac, intergalactic common, which you know. So, yeah, and so the creature on top of the statue of the distinguished gentleman, Wodner Hanegraaff, is yelling, No! You never take me alive! I will never return to the oppression pits!
1: Oh dear. He is is attempting to escape from the oppression pits. That is under the rule of Hanatom. The Scourge. The only son in the sky.
2: Eden's going to in a rare move, defer and say KT, since you're the only one who knows what's going on here, what do you recommend?
1: Well it is a little bit of a tough uh, tough decision here this, uh, this creature is trying to, is trying to escape the oppression pits which is a series of seven black holes that have been galactically arranged to house any and all prisoners, deserve it or not, Ahanatang the wielder of the uranium hammer, the drinker of tears and the true Lord of the seven galaxies. He may be a political prisoner. He may have done uh, exactly what he deserved to be there. He might be innocent. I guess we'll only know if we help him.
3: I'm not going to lie. When I first saw him in his weird multi-jointed limbs and his very scary mouth and he was screaming, I was like, definitely not in but then i heard that he was escaping from the oppression pits and i thought actually yes we should I mean, help him we should help him
1: to be fair sam you also have multi-jointed limbs i mean you have one right there and right there and you have what? one right there ah!
3: Sorry, that was, I mean, you just, you just freaked my being a little bit. You just totally freaked me out. But you, you have a point, but also, you can understand why that guy's weird, multi-jointed limbs are like, weirder than mine, from my perspective, you know, like, I, I, I mean, you're a, it's, it's you're relative, pretty, right?
1: You're kind of a weird looking guy, too. I mean,
3: yeah. Kind of- and now and now I'm seeing it from your perspective and I'm understanding that and it's it's really freaking me out. But I'm not I don't think now is the time again for this kind of existential deep dive subject. that we keep getting into.
1: And a but- whole planet surrounded by aliens. And it's in the middle of this, like,
0: deep philosophical conversation that you guys are having that uh, the statue of Wotner Hanegraaff explodes in a sphere of purple plasma as the creature is thrown to the ground. And Uh-oh. the uh, security droids step forward. They say, Prisoner <laughs> X-87 Prime, you will return to the oppression pits. And uh, uh, Prisoner X-87 Prime screams, rab, No, Jonathan can have my soul in... And then he says a, an alien word that doesn't quite translate.
1: Um, oh that was obscene Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah like we can we can we can do a lot of swearing on the show but that we actually do that word we do have to actually send um i mean
3: that we we can't even fathom how bad that word is
1: it's quite distasteful
3: but truly honestly like i know we kind of got into it there but like i say that incarceration just isn't the way and I don't like the oppression pits and I think we should help him. That's that's okay, my final answer.
2: I think, I think Eden says, Sam, you and your joints look fine. KT, can you just cause a distraction? Will do. Um,
0: I assume uh, you've been observing the situation, um, Eden. Might you boys... even say,
2: I've been mindful of my surroundings?
0: Yes, Yes, one might even say that. Um, yeah, so in the background of all of these panels, you know we have uh the the silhouette of k t and Southpaw, and they're they're having their conversation, and behind them, there's just this dr- throw down drag out brawl of just exploding fiery hot forty watt plasma and explosions of spectra armor and uh like pieces of debris and masonry, and in the background, we see Eden with a thoughtful expression on her face.
2: I'm going to roll, (laughs) excellent. I get to roll superior, my favorite to roll. Excellent. That is a 12.
0: Awesome. So on a 10 plus, you get to ask two and you get plus one while acting on the answers. Um, So what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is the most vulnerable to me? How could I best end this quickly?
2: And let's start with who here is the most vulnerable to me.
0: Um, Let's see. Uh, Most vulnerable to you would probably be this um, alien creature. It very clearly has an alien physiology, but it is biological. So it could, in theory, be affected by your poisons um, as opposed to uh, the hulking security robots in their black visors and vibrating armor giving off the uh an intimidating screech uh less so
2: how about how could we best end this quickly
0: if you um it looks like these uh security robots are here for this creature whatever it is and uh once they once they apprehend their prisoner they will they will leave but yeah, this thing is the reason that they are here in the city.
2: Okay. Um what here can I use to distract the robots?
0: Ooh. Um, so you've been uh observing the the robots very closely and uh their spectra armor, you are beginning to suspect isn't um entirely defensive, but it also um you see it emits these like uh pulsing kind of waves of blue uh light like they're scanning it appears that like they then that's like their primary sensor or mode of sensing the world around them is sort of this like radiating uh pulse of spectral energy um from these uh the yeah the energy shields um so and. Uh, any kind of like interference, uh, like light interference, or like if you could disrupt that signal or what is producing it or, you know, mess with its reception in some way, that would definitely get their attention because they would no longer be able to see or communicate.
2: So like conveniently, if we had someone who had some light powers, we, we could work with that. Yeah,
1: that would be amazing. Too bad Midas isn't here right now. <laughs>
2: Southpaw
0: and KT. <laughs> Trees are catching fire. The fire's beginning oh. to spread. Civilians are fleeing in every direction. And uh, this creature is fighting for its life against these security robots. Moonflower, do you share your... Uh, any? In- do you give any orders or share any information? Or
2: Yeah. Um, I say, Hey, KT, are you familiar with Disco? I with yes. disco balls specifically. Oh, no. How much can you disrupt the light right over there?
1: Oh, let's find out. Uh, I would like to take all all the ambient light <laughs> in the area <laughs> and focus it into a into a little ball about the size of uh like a jawbreaker and make it the brightest point uh on the on the island awesome
0: i think for it sounds like you might be closer to provoking someone or unleashing your I powers
1: think. i think we'll uh we'll provoke them
0: yeah okay i agree that makes sense to me so go ahead and roll plus your superior
1: oh wow that is going to be a
0: 12 total Ooh, excellent On a 10-plus, they rise to the bait and do what you want. So, um, these, uh, the squad of security droids all immediately swivel on a dime and focus on this floating miniature sun and (laughs) just unload with their, uh, 40-watt phase plasma, uh, plasma phasers, um, and, yeah, uh, Meanwhile, the creature is able to kind of slink behind a bench. And uh, you see it's kind of trying to, like, uh, apparently it can, like, change the color of its skin. And is trying to kind of, like, blend in and lay low. uh, And it's clearly, like, licking its wounds.
3: I want to go help X87 Prime.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Sam? Yeah? Do you have any canned herring?
3: Yeah, I always keep some on me.
1: <laughs> you're going to you're going to very carefully and quietly open up that can, dump the herring, keep the juice, and offer it to him. Okay, dump, d- this is very important. Dump the herring, keep the juice. So it is give, vital. Give it him, the, vital. Juice. Give him vital. the juice. It is vital. Dump the herring, keep the juice. Okay.
3: But when you say keep the juice, you mean give the juice to him. Yes. And I keep the herring.
1: I mean, you could. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. We got it. Me and Waldo got it. We're we're doing it.
1: Awesome. Don't give him the herring.
3: Don't give Waldo the herring?
1: No, no, no. Don't give uh 87 prime the herring.
3: Oh, right. Just the juice. And, and I keep um, the herring.
1: Are you are you familiar with Oh, what is that? There's a game on Midas's phone. Are you familiar with Tinder? (laughs) That is is an offering.
3: Sigh. Eye roll. Take.
1: That is an offer that I am not sure that you have the correct body joints for. If you give him the herring.
3: Ah. I understand. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I have a great amount of respect for the joints that he has and his preferences but yeah you're right no okay if, i understand that. if he I understand has this gravity I understand the gravity of the herring situation
1: if he has a significant other and um, that that can right. be quite it could be offensive. a major faux pas
3: it could be a major faux pas yeah no i
1: I mean not not that I, you're I'm
3: horrible drawing, looking no, no no yeah no i appreciate <laughs> that yeah even to, uh sort of a weird clod uh yeah no i get it
1: no uh, scales and you just you're constantly removing your whiskers, and
3: but you as you pointed hair. out, we both have four <laughs> limbs with a weird number of joints, or a number of joints that's at least arbitrary and sort of speaks to your, the curious and fractal nature of the universe in a way that is beautiful. And if we could do ever your consummate thumbs, that, do your thumbs it, it would, do
1: that weird bend all the way back thing that Moonflowers no, 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 does? No no, 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 no. That
3: freaks me out. No, oh, I can't f- talk about that. No, sorry. Okay, all right. I'm going. I'm leaving. Goodbye.
0: Awesome. KT, I was just wondering, um did you reveal a vulnerability or weakness while you were uh talking to Southpaw? Oh I hope not. <laughs> I might have. That, I mean, I just was uh I just uh from the way you were talking about uh about Southpaw and his whiskers um and and his fine joints, it sounded like you might be uh Admitting a vulnerability or weakness. And I just wanted to to ask you if that if that move had triggered or not. Sure. Awesome. Uh so what happens on your team moves when you uh reveal a vulnerability or weakness?
1: Well, they tell me what I should do to fit in. I take plus one forward to do it and mark potential if I do.
0: Awesome. And it sounds like I mean Southpaw. I mean, I guess you did sort of respond to that in a way. I guess, maybe. What are your thoughts, Southpaw?
3: Um, is is it a, well? I get. I mean, just in in the, just riffing there. I don't think I necessarily. Well, here is what I will say: is that I didn't clock it that way. You know, I didn't <laughs> read. I didn't pick that absolutely up absolutely not yeah yeah did not mm-hmm. pick that up i was kind of uh thinking about the herring and the crazy monster that i'm about mm-hmm. to approach and mm-hmm. try to make a yeah. friend you know i don't know i, I was, yeah, it was yeah. the last thing on my herring, mind so hearing doesn't
0: mean the same thing on earth and it just wasn't yeah didn't
3: right, even clock it. yeah yeah i was kind of yeah i just didn't uh i
2: think the only thing even t- sorry to interrupt no that's good <laughs> I think the only thing Eden took out of that entire exchange was that Sam thinks she has weird thumbs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been working on, like, crowd control. Well, well, that was the only part she she gathered.
3: Just right at that part, she looks at her thumbs and she's like,
2: <laughs> you can see Eden in the
0: background of the panel, just, just like all, the, all but literally shooting
1: daggers. <laughs> Are you familiar with what they call a hitchhiker's thumb? <laughs> so getting back to this. Um, so, yeah. So in your move, you ask them. Uh, they tell you what you should do to fit in more. Take plus one forward to do it and mark potential if you do. Awesome. So how, how? yeah,
0: I guess kind of what were what is your response to that? Um, I feel like, or if uh, you didn't even clock it, you might have not even clocked it. And, that's yeah.
3: That's you what know, I'm going to
0: say. KT admitted a weakness, and it was just loosh.
3: Yeah. Um. Sam's mind was on completely different things.
0: His mind was on the pickled herring, and not on the herring.
3: Yeah. That. Yeah. It was on the herring, not on the juice. You
0: yep. Know? Yep. We're learning so much about alien culture. This issue, I'm so excited. <laughs> You guys are weird indeed. (laughs) (laughs) So South you were going over to uh, try and uh, comfort this uh, prisoner X 87 prime.
3: That's correct. Um, So I, I, they've kind of blended in by some like park bench type deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's other things, uh, the, the robots are focused on other things. So Sam and Waldo run around and Sam like really quickly opens up the tin and takes all the fish out and just gives them to Waldo. He just he just eats them. Yeah. And he's a good boy. Yeah, he deserves them. And uh so but then he just has the tin with just the you know the leavings that's in mm-hmm. the herring the tin. And sort of I guess you know, like with something like trepidation, but also some serenity and like slow movements and kind of coming up to him and like slowly, you know, it's that move where you're like putting something in front of someone mm-hmm, and then like slowly walking mm-hmm, yeah. away without, you know, it's like, here you
0: go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead and roll the comfort and support the role cool. plus mundane yeah i get wallace help on this awesome awesome
3: nine plus one is 10
0: awesome nice. uh on a hit they hear you um they mark potential or clear condition or shift labels if they open up on a 10 plus um you also get to add a team to the pool or clear a condition yourself
3: uh i'll add a team to the pool
0: uh so this uh creature kind of gets up on its haunches and it's weirdly jointed limbs and it uh slowly approaches the little tin of herring juice and uh opens up its four jaws and a little like tongue flicks out and starts like slurping up some of the juice and uh it very delicately picks the tin up in like its four limbs and as it does so the creature begins to kind of shape shift in front of you and like the um it's not like like radical completely like metamorphosis shape shifting it still has like weird joints and you know it's kind of grayish blue skin um but it's proportions shift uh to become more and more humanoid and like the two bottom jaws kind of connect to form a single jaw and the top two kind of form this weird little like tendril mustache as he becomes uh does his uh best attempt at appearing uh human and um finishes sipping this juice and uh bows and uh uh speaks to you in english i am grateful for this offering friend.
3: yeah you're what you're welcome uh we happened to overhear the thing about the oppression pits and we th- thought that was like a super bummer and not oh, cool. Yes. And so we thought we are going to help you out and help you escape the oppression pit. So follow me. We're going to circle around uh, behind and away from these burning trees over here.
0: This is your planet. I should follow you. The civilians are uh, fleeing to safety. Uh, the Robots are continuing to circle this point of light and just unload, uh, and there's like blaster fire flying in every direction. What are you doing?
2: Well, if the civilians have mostly kind of been cleared out of the way, and I've, you know, maybe found a fire extinguisher and taken care of the tree situation a little bit, um, we need to get on our comms. And I've I've seen Southpaw running off with our new friend. Um, so on the comms, I'm going to suggest to him that he head in the direction of the Farsec building just in case, like, something gets blown up. I'd, I'd just assume it be the Farsec building they're on my main list right now. So so they're all, like, blasting at this piece of light, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Light.
0: They're blasting into pieces as well, so um, probably won't be distracted much longer. So... Yeah. So, what is your your call then, as team leader? These things are. are...
2: I would like to try and take them out. It kind of seems like they're pretty dead set on on getting this prisoner back. I don't think they're going to leave Earth alone until they accomplish that. And they're they're robots, so like they're not going to need to like eat or <laughs> sleep or you know. I think that maybe they have a little more stamina than we do. So i I'd, I'd like to kind of. Mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. this out here and now. Uh,
0: KT, what are you up to?
1: While they continue to shoot at the large ball of light, I'm going to lift it into the air to help draw their fire away from everyone else. Awesome. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll to defend uh,
0: South Bond X87 Prime. 2d6 plus Savior.
1: Um, that is a five. Ooh, a uh, five total. Five total.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So uh, you're, you're f- focusing the, the light energy from the plasma blast into this ball and increasing its size and start lifting it up in the air. Um, and as it starts to get away from them, uh, there, it starts to like interfere a little bit less with their sensors and they are all turn and are suddenly aware of you and put together that you are the one, in fact, controlling this thing. And they turn and open fire with fully automatic 40-watt plasma blast and unload.
1: That is Uh, unfortunate. I'm going to
0: have to ask you to take a powerful blow. So 2d6 plus the number of conditions you have marked.
1: That is three plus one for a four total
0: awesome awesome finally so yes someone well awesome so on a miss so it's still a miss so you get experience which is awesome and you stand strong because this is the only one you want to low roll on so yeah so you get to mark potential and yeah describe how you weather this uh withering hail fire of exploding plasma
1: um The bolts of plasma hit my little black hole body and are absorbed. Hopefully they don't engage in a higher wattage that might start to hurt. So we get the panel is
0: a close up of like facing down the barrels as they unload. And uh, the last panel on the page is, you know, KT being in just caught in this, you know, one of those awesome circular explosions of purple light as these, and then you turn the page and it's with the shot from just over Moonflower's shoulder. And just as quickly as it appeared, the light just vanishes. And there's just like the dark silhouette of KT. I
1: will, uh, I will attempt to activate my communicator. I'll say over it, uh, lady Moonflower. If you have a, if you have a plan, you might want to enact it. If they, uh, if they start firing with a higher caliber bolt, this is going to get quite uncomfortable.
0: Not me writing down the phrase caliber (laughs) bolt. Awesome. Um, So Sam uh, Waldo and prisoner X 87 prime, you are fleeing through the undergrowth. Uh, Prisoner X87 Prime is uh, moving really fast on his two legs. He's uh, gotten the hang of bipedalism very quickly. Um, yeah, so you guys are fleeing through the trees uh, as quickly as possible. Are you just like flat out booking it? Are you trying to stay stealthy? Are you where and where are you guys going? Just uh, back to the van, out of the park, anywhere but here?
3: Yeah, I think we kind of went around to behind where the van drove up back towards you know the bridge and yeah i think when we when we get back to the main thoroughfare we just start booking it which like they get a little way down the bridge it's like you know it's like take a while i don't know how long it is but maybe it's like <laughs> a mile or two and there's like i don't know you know maybe maybe this whole thing is like put a kibosh on like traffic and normal comings and goings but again yeah they're like running down the bridge now um but uh sam turns and uh is like uh um how you doing my name's southpaw this is waldo uh he's my trusty and loyal companion best friend uh for life and uh i've got some friends back there hopefully you'll get to meet them later but i couldn't help but notice you have some sort of chameleon-like powers in addition to sort of a babble fish-like ability to understand what I'm saying and so I'm just gonna I'm just started talking and hoping you can respond because you also when I gave you the fish sauce you turned into like a human-ish version of whatever it is they are which I think is very interesting uh, but anyway uh yeah uh, I'm actually starting to run out of breath like even me uh and so I, I'm gonna stop talking but can you like Conceal yourself, a little as we are uh, running.
0: Says, uh, "My name is Zorn Zartan. I am a pilgrim from Uvos Four, a symbiont of the Circle."
3: Nice to meet you. Was it Zartan or Zol Zartan?
0: Zorn Zartan.
3: Zorn Zartan. Okay, very nice you to meet make you. You may
0: call me Zorn. Right on. Uh,
3: Zorn, welcome. Uh, it is my belief that all pilgrims should be made welcome and all uh, travelers and strangers and things of this nature. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to uh, help you get back to the circle. But again, like I said, if you could kind of cloak yourself, if that is still a possibility because we're going to be kind of just running through the city and I don't know, it might draw some undue attention before we're able to get where we're going. I think a taxi's is going to pick up. You know, a being with a, you know, as 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 many teeth as you have, you know, as humanoid as your current shape is, you still do have too many teeth. So anyway, yeah. So we're gonna have to run.
2: He's like an AI generated portrait. (laughs) (laughs) All front teeth,
3: and like blurry in a way that's a little unsettling.
2: Uh, An extra finger,
0: Zorna. Says, uh, would it not be easier to just fly there?
3: Can you, can you fly?
0: Can you not?
3: Nah, and you don't have to, like, rub it in, man.
0: Apologies.
3: No, it's all good, it's all good, but no, yeah, we're just gonna have to run, this is, this is the best I can do, believe it or not, or, you know, like, but this is just where I'm at, but. Uh, We got Waldo here, you know, it's actually kind of a nice night, actually, for just a little jog. And now that I've kind of found my pace, you know, this is good. This is good. Yeah, anyway, welcome. Welcome to Earth. Uh, That's another one I've always wanted to say, but I'm not going to punch you in the face this time. That's an Independence Day reference for those of you who didn't know. Anyway, thank you. Which is me. I did not know. Yeah, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. Still, you don't even know who Will Smith is, probably.
0: I have not heard of this craftsman, you know.
3: Yeah, no, just like I thought. But uh, yeah, no, Well. so uh, we are now two-thirds of the way across this bridge. Uh, <laughs> hey, just not... JT, could one of you guys, like, come give us a ride? Because I just realized <laughs> I don't want to run, like, a 10K, you know, turkey trot right now. <laughs> with our good friend uh, Zorn is his name, by the way, we don't have to keep calling him that oppression pit number name. It's all icky, you know, he's Zorn and he's a pilgrim and he will make him welcome.
0: So yeah, this whole wonderful conversation between uh, Zorn, Zartan and uh, Southpaw while they're having a jog uh, is um, we get like some really nice panels that are like wide shots with like the city in the background. Um, and they're kind of interspersed with uh, the fight back between KT and the robots and Moonflower. So, um, yeah, we jump right back into the middle of that. What is going on? How is the situation escalated? And uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing as you receive this uh, request for a ride from your, your buddy, your buddy Southpaw?
2: I think Eden might actually have a little bit of a character growth moment here and realize, <laughs> and realize that she might be a little out of her depth. Um, She's she's kind of run into something that you can't just stab into submission. She's mm-hmm. always unfortunate for her. Um, And I think she is interested in calling in some backup, which is not something that comes easily to her.
0: Interesting.
2: I don't know which of the young vindicators she would have a number for.
0: I mean, Shrike I, is a num- young vindicator.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of think he might be the only one that she has a number for. mm mm-hmm. um, So I think she calls him and says, hey, can you ask... Swift and Akina to come to Paragon Island. She doesn't invite him, but she she asked him to invite some teammates.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. What's going on? They're, we had been deployed um, on a, a peacekeeping mission down... Uh,
2: yeah, that sounds interesting. How fast can Swift get here?
0: We can take off in the, the Falcon jet. Be there as quick as we can. What's going on?
2: Oh, you know, alien robots trying not to die.
0: Shit. Is it the globulins again?
2: No, is it?
0: No, um, not that. to your knowledge. I mean, the first globulin invasion happened, you know, way back in the sixties.
2: I mean, I assume Eden would know that, having
0: mm-hmm. the files. Oh yeah, yeah. No, these are are decided. Pirates definitely not.
2: That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think given that she knows that, her, her response is probably something like, you "No, know, the Goblins weren't robots," and she mentally adds like "moron" to the end of that, but. It out loud, so she's asking for help awesome she's she's very tactful always
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah Strike says um all right, uh, if you need us, we will be there uh we'll be wheels up in five we're coming as quick as we can. were you perhaps admitting a vulnerability or weakness when you when you called for help
2: yes i don't I don't think she i mean I think she is aware of that herself and just mm-hmm. kind of
0: like she didn't want to. She think? wasn't intending yeah. to. Awesome. Yeah. So what is the um your team move for revealing a vulnerability or weakness for the protege?
2: Tell them a secret about your mentor, including your feelings toward them, give them influence over you, and add one team to the pool. So here, here's a secret. I think it's known that Eden's the fourth Belladonna's protégés she's had Mm -hmm. three others before Eden um there is one that she doesn't talk to anymore they're not on speaking terms um and I think Eden is concerned about something like a rift happening between them or just being disconnected from the fairly small community she's started to form like she doesn't have a lot of close relationships and so I think I think maybe this is revealing more about Eden than it is about.
0: start to worry about further, yeah, so, so further I, fracturing I, that relationship.
2: And I think it maybe comes up in the context of there, there should be more people that in, in Belladonna's inner circle that Eden could, mm-hmm. you know, bring in for help.
0: Yeah. Shrike even, yeah. Shrike will, yeah. Shrike asks like, uh, are there any other deadly flowers in the city?
2: Not at the moment, no.
0: I know Gloriosa's retired. What about...
2: Devil's Snare is the second one.
0: Right. What about Devil's Snare?
2: She's not available.
0: All right. We'll get there as quick as we can. Uh, hang in there. Uh, keep me posted. And um, in the background of the call, you can hear, like, the uh, engines of the Falcon Jet roaring to life. All
2: right, influence. Ooh! Yeah. One of the few people to have it. I am currently influenced by all adults, Sam and Shrike.
0: (laughs) As it should be. Awesome. Awesome. KT, these robots are still trying to their darnest to blast you.
1: I'm starting to feel full.
0: What is, your, what is your guys' plan? Are you going to try and disengage? Or are you going to go
1: catch up with Zorn and Sam? I do not think that our happy little family is able to take on three appropriately armed bounty hunting prison guards. So what I'm going to do in the immediate is attempt to just take cover. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to directly engage a threat altering my density to the point where I can phase into one of them and just kind of hide. Hopefully draw the fire from the other two towards
0: Amazing. the third. Oh my god, that's so cool. Awesome. Yes, go ahead and roll plus danger.
1: That is unfortunate. Uh-oh. That is a three. Oh,
2: <laughs> uh, There's not Anything
0: we can do about that, I don't think. Excellent. So you get to mark potential, and I get to make a move. Yeah, so we get a scene of the uh, robots turning, and they unload with their uh, 40-watt phase blasters, um, and uh, the visual specter armor appears to be protecting the robot that you're inside for now and uh we're going to cut away for a second and we get a panel inside the falcon jet and we see shrike at the helm um and akina is standing just over his shoulder she's a very fit 17 year old bronze skin long black wavy hair powers of enhanced speed and strength and fighting skill and um she is uh, a descendant of ancient demigods and is also the daughter of Neptune, the Vindicator. So Shrike and Akina are looking at the view screen in front of them and they are on a call with the Mantis. He says, uh, Young Vindicators, we have just received a priority alert. It appears Archon has been contacted by the Coniton Consulate. Apparently, there is a prisoner on the loose in the city. We are tasking you with tracking him down and returning him to custody. I knew it. Do you understand? And uh, our comic ends with Shrike nodding grimly. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham who can be found on Twitter at Galvanic Man? Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Big Sky Charlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton, who can be found on his website at TheoHamptonPhoto.com. Wonder World Comics is produced and edited by Michael Dunnoff. The music is from Dvorak Symphony number nine. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at wwcomicspodcast or send us an
1: email at wwcomicspodcast at gmail.com.